Hello there, it's Jamila Jamil. Are you by any chance listening to this podcast promo while out on a walk? If so, good for you. That's going to make both your mind and your body feel better. On my podcast, I Weigh, this month, we're going to be exploring mental health and talking to amazing guests about other things that you can do to make yourself feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, it's Mark McConville. And you're about to hear a special preview from Mascots, my new premium exclusive show about mascots. I'm going to sit down with a bunch of people, one at a time, not all at once. That, I mean, that would be a great idea for a show, but really, this is, these are one-on-one chats about mascots. And look, I'm releasing this first episode for free. If you want to check out the rest, sign up for Stitcher Premium at stitcherpremium.com and use the promo code MASCOT for a free month of premium listening. Again, the promo code is MASCOT, M-A-S-C-O-T. You'll get ad-free listening in Stitcher, access to all of the episodes, and you'll be supporting mascots too. Again, that's stitcherpremium.com, promo code MASCOTS. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Let's go! Well, folks, welcome. This is Mascots, and my guest today is none other than my pal, Paul F. Tompkins. It's me! Paul, how are you? Ra rah, rah, Mascots. Before we get into Mascots, yes. Paul, I'm going to start every episode- <laughs> I, I feel bad that I said Mascots already. It's fine. I'm going to start every episode with five minutes of chit-chat. <laughs> Mark, I endorse your scheme. Yeah, an old buddy of mine, used to he used to teach theater stuff, and he just went, let's get all the chit-chat out of the way. Before we get into the business. Is that how he said it? Um, what, what would he say? It's like, all right, everybody chit-chat. I think, yeah, something like that. It was definitely chit-chat. What a strange command. Yep. <laughs> all right, let's do small talk. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, how are you? You guys clearly just saw a movie, so. <laughs> but wait, would it always be like he'd be mad about Um. <laughs> I think the inevitable uh, the inevitability of like a comedy group getting together is people haven't seen each other in a while and they want to right. catch up. Which I mean, I here's the thing. I like the idea of recognizing that. Yeah. Like, hey, this is part of it. I'm building this in. Yeah. Five but, minutes of chit chat. But but to <laughs> to be <laughs> but if you're building it in, don't be fed up about it already. Right. <laughs> I'm allowing you to do this. Go ahead. <laughs> I hate it. That's what it is. Is that he's saying, I hate this, but I know you're gonna do it. So go ahead and do it, the thing that I hate. Right. I'll wait till you're done. Would he participate in the chit-chat? Yes. Sometimes he would. But I really he was really trying to teach, you know, space work or character stuff at an improv thing. Are you gonna fill up a whole hour with that? Come on. I mean, I guess. <laughs> you holding on like this, not like this. <laughs> if you're throwing a ball, I need to see it. Leave your hand. Wait, how would people throw it where it didn't? I mean, people will just do half-ass. I mean, I guess like we're getting into mime territory there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now we're talking. You Mimes seem- are almost mascots. 
you you don't know the half of it, right? Like Shields and Yarnell. Yeah. Oh, come on. That was a TV show when I was a kid. Do you, if people don't know, let's talk about Shields and Yarnell for a while. They were a husband and wife mime team on national television. On national, they had guested on a bunch of things, and then they had a, a summer replacement series that was a show of their own where they did a bunch of mime sketches. And mm. I, it's so hazy in my mind. I guess they had guests on the show, but they would do the the. I loved them. And so they would do the clinkers, which was them doing like robotic movements. Yes. And then at the, the the other thing I remember is at the very end of the episode, they would be together in a big bed with a bunch of stuffed animals and they would say <laughs> goodnight to the audience. And the Why show, were they talking if they were mimes? I think because it's like you can't have a completely silent show you with sure just can. like, <laughs> you know, a trumpet with a mute on it for, <laughs> for an entire. <laughs> they have a great one. The great, my favorite Shields and Yarnell thing is the breakfast where the wife is we serving talk, the husband yes, breakfast. Which I, I have to look up because I don't remember that bit. But it was a clinkers, right? It's a clinkers. It's a classic clinkers. And uh, I think because of the robotic movements and sort of their eyes are wide open. And the, they both had gigantic round eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. And they're and they're pushing it when they're doing the clinkers. It's just her, you know, <laughs> pouring milk in his cereal, but not right. looking. Right. Isn't I maybe that maybe that's the whole part of the clinkers that's important is that they don't really look at what they're doing. They're she, just weird. They're knocking automatons. stuff yeah. over, and they go to sit in a chair, and it's not there. It's dumb. <laughs> I gotta look at some of this stuff now because yeah. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. It's a trip. Go ahead, and check out Shields and Yarnell. The other one I remember from from being a kid was Moonshans. Oh, sure. Which Terrifying. were guys, were they German? They were guys in black leotards and they would have, they would put various things on their heads. Um, always black leotards, but they would have different head pieces. Sometimes it would be, the most famous thing was they had pads of paper where they would draw expressions. Yeah. You know, um, and as a kid, I was, I was, I found them scary. I found them spooky, but also extremely compelling. I feel like they might have been on Sesame Street or Electric Company or some sort of children's show that I saw, and I remember being terrified of it. That makes sense. Like uh, two rolls of Maybe toilet paper. Maybe the Muppet Show. Oh, it could have been that. Maybe the Muppet Show. But I remember two rolls of toilet paper as eyes, and they would spin the toilet paper like kitty cats, mm-hmm. and the paper would go everywhere. Yeah. I don't know why that was scary. They, well, because- Because uh, it's weird. There's nothing, you've never seen anything weird. like it. Yeah, and you're a kid and they're silent and they're just doing, <laughs> they, they're moving in a weird spidery way and doing these strange things. And it yeah. is kind of unsettling. Ugh. But they were, they were very popular. <laughs> so weird. When there were three channels. Yeah. And well, they were on TV a lot. Oh yeah. I never really thought about the three channels thing as the ultimate barrier to anyone seeing anything. Yeah. Like, how did they get through? This is the stuff that got on. It was wild. Shields and Yarnell got through. Yeah. They had a TV show that ran for two seasons. Holy smokes. (laughs) Well, this concludes five minutes of (laughs) chit-chat. Are you done? Is that, would he say that at the end of the chit-chat? I think he'd be like, that's that's five minutes. Let's uh, get ready for. God, this guy. Now I'm like, I feel like I'm fictionalizing this as I'm remembering it. But isn't that the nature of memory? Really, he was just spineless, and we railroaded him. We just steamrolled him, and we uh, talked for as long as we wanted. Let's see if we can push the five minutes to seven. (laughs) All right. All right. It's time for Mascot News. (laughs) Can I say, before you start, Yeah, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm fascinated by mascots. It's it's such a crazy thing to me that they're, they're still around. Yeah. 
It's wild. Yeah. It's really wild. I, and I'm also very interested in the degrees of success of mascots. Yeah. And what makes a successful mascot. Well, let's get into this mascot news and see if this this is the headline. It's not a really news because it happened in October of 2018. Mm-hmm. But the Utah Jazz Bear mascot actor John Absey has been fired after 24 years. <laughs> I'm going to turn my laptop, Paul, so you can see a picture of the Utah Jazz Bear. Mm. This this bear, this co- this mascot costume is on the line for me because a little too real, a little too real. But I, here's what I don't like: is like the Sixers have a mask. The Philadelphia 76ers have a mascot, mm-hmm. which is I forget what he is. Oh, we'll get to it. But I don't like that style. It's too it's too collegiate for me. Oh yeah, like it's just like yes, a, like clearly they're just a dude in a suit. You know, yeah. like I like when it's a little more amorphous. Like what is this creature kind mm-hmm. of mascot? But this one, a bear, is like he's he's a pretty realistic looking bear. Bears too. stand upright, you know. Like it's, this, I, I'll allow it, but watch yourself, counselor. Uh, John Absey's been fired. He had a rift with the staff. Uh, the Jazz declined to comment on Absey specifically, but they confirmed in a statement that Jazz Bear will continue to be the team's mascot. So some other sap is going to have to wear this heavy, furry bear suit, right? The 50-year-old Absey won 2017-2018's Mascot of the Year Award as Jazz Bear, making, marking the fifth time he garnered the honor in his career. Really? Also, it's been inducted into the Mascot Hall of Fame. Yeah, okay. Well, he has. He worked more than 800 games. Wow. So uh, the Mascot Hall of Fame is the person inside the suit, not necessarily the mascot itself. I guess so. But can you believe that he had a rift with them, and they were just like, "You're out." And they wouldn't. What say- could that rift be? <laughs> hey, no. If it's not pay, right, or working conditions, <laughs> right. what is it? Maybe he thought he should be more of a part of the game. More, yeah. Because I do think this is part of the the problem with you know mascots and how long they've been around and how have they lasted this long? Yeah. It, I- you know. Uh, he goes out. How many times is he going to go out during a basketball game? TV timeouts, right? Probably not halftime because now at halftime they do. You know, uh, there's a there's a lady who rides a unicycle and kicks cups and saucers up and on under her head. <laughs> there's the lady that changes clothes real fast. What? There's the lady that changes clothes real fast. Oh, Paul, we got to go to some games because there's a. Well, do you know there's an acrobat? I don't I don't know her name, but she rides a unicycle and then. Is balancing, you know, sort yeah, of. And she and then, kicks cups and saucers on her head. This I get. She'll balance and she'll stack them. <laughs> sure, of course you will. Well, do or do not. There is no try. Right. But <laughs> the other lady changes her clothes real fast. It's it's like theater quick changes in front of everybody. And it's a lot of um, like a hula hoop with a curtain around it. And she'll lift it up and oh, drop sure. it. And she's and wearing she's a new a different, thing. Yeah, absolutely. And then she'll lift it up somehow and throw it off. And then she'll have a different <laughs> thing on. And all I can think about when I see this woman is she's got to be wearing nine different of outfits at once. And she's, she's just peeling she them off. Goes in, she's real fat. And then by the end, she's real skinny. <laughs> she loses weight during the act. <laughs> That's so hard she's working. What do you think John's going to do now that he's been fired? 24 years he, as... I guess what happens is for the mass, for the person inside the suit, I guess you 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 come to believe, and rightfully so... That you are the reason for the mascot's success, right? Mm -hmm. But it does not matter because most people don't know you're in that suit. I love the Philly Fanatic. 
Grew up with the Philly Fanatic. I'm older than the Philly Fanatic. <laughs> I don't remember then. I used to know the name of the guy inside the suit because I've heard it before. Yep. The guy who started it. Yep. And he did it for years and years. Mm -hmm. Don't remember his name right now. We'll get to that Certainly too. don't know who's in the suit right now. I think it's multiple people. It must be. So that's, people don't care. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's like you're, the, you're, you're in a mask. You're absolutely, no one knows who you are. You're absolutely replaceable. Absolutely. Yeah. The most replaceable. Yeah. And I and of course you 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 rightfully come to think I'm the person imbuing this this creature with all the things that people love about it. That's that this I'm in the Hall of Fame. Yep. You know what I mean? That's me. I did that. Yeah. I'm not just like walking around and like throwing a bucket of confetti on people, making them think I was gonna <laughs> dump water on them. Like I got, I got my bits. I got all this stuff. Yeah, I put real heart and character into this. And at a certain point, I guess you just believe I, I'm irreplaceable. You think John got too old? Twenty four years. I mean, that's that's a very long time for a physical job. Yeah, and it's pretty well. I say it's pretty physical, but how long is a jazz basketball game? Two and a half hours, three hours. That I don't know. Though I think you're also probably doing public relations stuff, like going out in the community and doing photo ops and yeah. and, and, and that kind of thing. So, right. you know, maybe there's a riff there. <laughs> or he only oh. wanted to do game stuff and he didn't want to go out in the public or vice versa. There was somebody, I remember hearing about this. It was somebody who worked for Disney, I think. I can't remember the exact story, but it was the same situation where they're like, yeah, I don't want to do those things. And they're like, Mm, no, uh, oh, you wow. will. I think it was somebody who didn't want their character showing up at things. And it's like, <laughs> you have no say in this, and absolutely we're going to yeah. have this character do whatever the fuck we want it to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, that concludes Mascot News. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could bring that vague story to light. <laughs> now you're the first guest for the show, so if these titles aren't yeah, working, I want to I want to hear. Uh, let's punch oh, up these titles. Okay, for these all right, all right. This segment is called Chronological Mascot Breakdown. I mean, if you say it that way every time, then absolutely. That's yeah. perfect. I want to run you down, Paul F. Tompkins, from when you were a little bitty baby till mm. now. Let's start at the beginning with your mascot voyage okay. through time. Let me see. Where you were bit? born in? Philadelphia, Philadelphia Pennsylvania. Yeah, I knew this. This is at risk, by the way, of uh, violating some of your bank's security questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. This is not a scam to get into your bank account. Russia, if you're listening. Um <laughs> Here's here's what here's what I can my earliest memories are of maybe at a theme park seeing somebody in a suit like some sort of animal suit. Sure. There was a theme park near where we lived called West Point Park. Okay. A lot that of military was, guys. No, it had nothing to do with the military. It was it was like a way off brand theme park. Okay. It had roller coasters. It had all this shit. It had. I remember it had the flying swings mm -hmm. that were over water. It was like over a pond or whatever. Daring. Very daring. Very thrilling. Um, I remember my older brother and I. My older brother was significantly larger than I was. Mm -hmm. But same age. <laughs> he's only older because he's bigger. 
I think at a certain at a certain point when you're a kid, yeah. that that does factor in for sure. It's like, well, that kid's older than me because yeah. he's taller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. We got we were allowed onto the um, one of my memory was called the Salt and Pepper Shakers. It was it was yeah. The, it was a ride that it would be two capsules, mm-hmm. right? Top in the top, one in the sky, one on the ground. I know exactly. And they what you're they would about. they would turn around and they would revolve as they turned. It's so like the little the little cab you were in would revolve. Yes, as you turned. Now, I was too small to go on this ride. Of course, I should not have been allowed on this ride. I bet they let you in though. They let me in. <laughs> and what was happening was, when we would turn. My brother, who was probably also too small, but bigger than me, would slide over and crush me against the <laughs> against the. I side. feel like I have the same story. Why did they let it happen? Because it's but, only going to turn one way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I believe. I well, no, I think it would turn the other way, but it didn't. Once it started turning, though, because I I have a younger brother who I am bigger than. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Once it starts it turning, there's no the real way. way it only for you to... it only turned where he was crushing me. That's true. I mean, maybe you could go the other way, but it seemed like whatever side had the weight yes. on it was going to propel the thing to spin around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was horrible. It was a horrible experience. Because now you're making me remember being in the thing with my brother Colin and yeah. trying to brace myself against the wall to <laughs> right. like to not crush him. Right, right, right. <laughs> so that was uh, my probably my earliest encounter with... Something that was a mascot, but, but you I don't know what it only like the the haziest memories, right? Um, and then of course the Philly fanatic. I was I'm old enough to remember the debut of the Philly fanatic. Um, that I, I think it was the first time they'd had a, a a mascot for the Philadelphia Phillies in decades. You know, mm-hmm. if ever, I don't I don't know. Mm, um, I it, found out some I things. I bet you did. But the Philly fanatic was and is great. Yeah, I find the Philly fanatic to be an all timer. Yeah, like I mean, he's got bits. He's silly looking. He does silly things. He wastes food. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Did you ever? He'll play- start clapping with a big box of popcorn. He'll like take somebody's popcorn and pretend to eat it, and then start clapping, and then he's it's throwing the everywhere. popcorn all around. It's great. Before we get into depth on the Philly Fanatic, yes. did you have a school mascot like growing up? Did you, no, you did I, you have I, sports, youth sports, anything like that? Uh, we I went to um uh grade school and we had a baseball team that I was on in eighth grade, no mascot. But I, you weren't called like the Reds. No, I don't think we had any. We, ju- ath- we were just our school name. It's like I played youth baseball and I was right. on the athletics. Right. And, right, right. I, and we loved it because it was right in the Jose Canseco, Mark Absolutely. McGuire, Bash Brothers yeah. era. We, like, were, yeah, we loved being the athletics. We were just Holy Cross. Oh. No <laughs> yeah. mascot, no nothing. Not even Jesus. <laughs> you would think. Um, and then. Uh, I were the Holy Cross Lords. <laughs> were the Holy Cross Crucifieds. <laughs> and then in high school, our mascot was the Lancers, which was like a night. Sure, but there was no physical guy. How, how it was just a drawing on the on the. Do you have any school uniforms. pride? Did you have any sort of like let's eh, go Lancers or kind of? I mean, I get I I guess I could get swept up in that for the one or two football games that I ever went to. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But not not really. I didn't really pay much attention to it. Right. It's it's a tricky one because I know school spirit for me was always sort of like I guess I'll do this, but if I was born. Half an hour away, I would yeah. be a wildcat, yeah, I or mean, whatever. <laughs> like it just never really. I think I had it when I was called upon to have it for yes. for certain events or whatever. But in my memory, 
I don't really care that much. Right. But yeah. And then did you did you go to college? I don't know this. I briefly went to you college. You briefly went to college. Did you have I, a mascot for your I college? I stopped by college, uh, <laughs> Temple University. And well, that was, of course, the owls. Temple owls are everywhere. Is that their motto that's or something? Their, that's their little Temple slogan, owls yeah. are everywhere? Temple owls are everywhere, yeah. In a creepy way? Uh, well, Bill Cosby. <laughs> They're even in jail. <laughs> I feel like an owl is an underrated mascot. I think owls are a great mascot. They have a great shape for a mascot. They do. Now, here's another one where I think because it's college, it's like a guy in a sort of furry or feathery person suit with an owl head. Two anthropomorphized. And a jersey. Two anthropomorphized. But I think an owl body and head, great shape for a mascot. You should just do... Like, uh, uh, I don't know if you watched The Masked Singer. I watched it a bit. But the monster is just a blue, it's like a pill with an eyeball. <laughs> right. I feel like the owl, you could get a good owl, because I feel like an owl just on a perch becomes yeah. this sort of, you know, uh, pill shape. <laughs> almost yeah. with feet. He'd be nice and round. Like, he's got a big oval head, right? Yeah. He, he could have, like, a nice fat belly. But Temple University's probably and not. And fun feet. They're not rolling in dough to be redesigning their costume. No. I also think it's there's, maybe I'm wrong, but that I think of that shape when I think of college mascots. Yeah. Of, like, guy in a suit with a jersey. We're doing the best we can. With a furry suit. Yeah. Yep. We're doing the best we can. Now, Christina and I did a raptor experience with birds, and the guy running it. He brought out the owl last. Mm -hmm. He did a hawk first. And he's like, these guys are cool. And this is a falcon. And he's really fast. He's like, owls are the killers. Yeah. They're stone cold killers. Well, if you're a mouse and you're out in a field, you're not going to hear it coming. Yeah. You're not going to feel it. You're not getting away. Their claws are just going to dig in and never let go. Yeah. Did you ever see that video? It's crazy. It was a there was like a night vision, night cam video of an owl. It's it's like you see in the foreground a tree with two just some dumb old birds sitting there <laughs> at night. And then you see this owl, but first you see its eyes, mm -hmm. like just these two glowing eyes in the distance. Oh. And then the owl swoops in, takes one of the birds and flies off. And the other bird turns around like, hey, <laughs> where's my friend? He was just here. I could watch owl videos forever. Yeah, owls are Fascinating. I just saw a video today of an owl running. Um, because you know they have really long legs. I saw that too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's also a video of an owl sort of threading the needle between two people standing. Its wings kind of just tuck almost like a, te a Tesla oh. Model X where the doors kind of come, the gull wing doors. I want to see that. They're great. Great stuff. Now, so and murderers, the staircase. <clears throat> if you're in North Carolina, look out. Yep. And you're the North Carolina blow poles. Blow pokes. <laughs> blow pokes. That's right. That's a good one. Hey, blow poke. <laughs> Let's go, blow pokes. Let's go. Uh, uh. Paul, mm. what's your current fandom situation? Are you a sport? You, I know of. I know you're a sports fan, and yes. I know it's a newish thing for you. But uh, maybe yeah, people it, don't know. That. It's a thing that I returned to. I was a baseball fan when I was a kid. Yeah, and then when I started getting into comedy right after high school. Um, that just kind of fell by the wayside. It was not uh, like I was so into comedy and I was now in the world of it, mm -hmm. you know, doing open mics and stuff like that, that it was like, that was my entire focus, right. you know, was artistic, creative, whatever. And then um, a few years ago, I want to say like three, four years ago, the Blue Jays were having a good season and I have a lot of Canadian friends. Sure. And so I would follow their enthusiasm online Twitter, Instagram, whatever. 
And they were so happy about it. Yeah. I was like, man, that looks like fun. Yeah. And then I realized, well, I could just get back into baseball if I want. It's not going away that yeah, I can tell. Exactly. So, and, yeah. then, and so the next season I started watching from spring training. And Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I Spring training is great because it's bonus baseball. Nothing matters. Right. You know, but you're also getting to know, you're getting to know uh, new players that that will end up sticking around. Right. Not everybody's going to stick around, but it's it's kind of fun to be on the ground floor of, of someone new to your team, especially somebody that's come up from the minors or something like that. Um, and you get to watch that much more of their journey. And also, I mean, baseball, the baseball season is too long. And I say this as somebody who really likes baseball a lot. Yeah. It's, it's too long. No, it totally is. And, but there is, if you watch a, if you watch all season long, you really feel the drama of it in the postseason in a way yeah. that you can still feel it not having watched all those games. But if you watch a ton of games and you're following your team like closely, yeah. In the, if they make it to the postseason, like you really feel that, you know, everything is like high stakes, life or death. You know, every single game is important mm -hmm. and and it's fun. It's really it's fun to be that invested in a thing. And that passionate take that you have is really, for me, the thing that is sort of antithetical to the sports ball attitude of just yeah. there's so much drama built in if you are paying attention to the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Especially yeah. baseball. It's like guys, if guys are hot all year, you're just like, God, I hope he can stay that way. I hope he can keep hitting like this. Yeah. Or or if a guy's in a slump and you've seen him come in and out of it, it's really fun to kind of go like, God, when it matters, is it going? Is he going to be able to do this thing he's been doing all year? Absolutely. Or is he going back? Is it Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde? There's all kinds of yeah. storylines. It's yeah. great. And now as a former sports ball person, like <laughs> I was, there was a time where I was like that. I get how if you're not into sports, it so takes over the culture. Yo. And you have there's so much that you have to listen to that you don't want to listen to, and it's mm -hmm. it's it's deemed more important than anything else. Yeah, and it is annoying. And there's there's a certain type of person that maybe is uh, a fucking jerk, you know? <laughs> yeah, that yes. you associate with sports fandom, and it can be a drag. So it's like when. When that happens, when people are like that, and it, it was so funny to me when people started to be that way with me, when I would right. like tweet about baseball or something and somebody would would give me that like, oh, sports ball attitude. I was like, this is funny. And I also feel like, go ahead. I mean, you know, sports is like such a gigantic industry yeah. that it can take people taking mild shots at it. You know what or I mean? big shots at yeah, it. Yeah, well, but it's like, if you are... I understand where those people are coming from. If you are the type of person who was, um, if you were bullied by jocks or whatever, or if that was, if you were made to feel like an outsider because you weren't into sports, which people do, you yeah. know, I think that if you are, if you have a brain in your head and you like sports and somebody has that attitude, you can take it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. You'll live. Yeah. Like you don't have to, but when I see people, like kind of countering that with like, come on, just let people like what they like. It's like, okay, <laughs> you're, you're going to be fine. Yeah. I guess like that, you know, you make me think about, I played hockey growing up and the culture I think is ultimately what made me leave. Mm -hmm. It's a combination of the culture being not so great for me yeah, and not being as good as I needed to be yeah. at the game and not having, because I think of the culture, I didn't really have any desire to improve and get better and stick around. Yeah. I wasn't, jonesing for hanging out with these guys uh you know I, it just all of my friends were doing artistic stuff and it yeah. it ultimately ended up making me 
have to choose. Sports is is a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. And being on a team is a lot of pressure. And there's there's many different ways that a, a coach or a community can handle it. But I think that it's very often it's extremely um, uh, negative and your self-worth is tied up in it. And it's so – it feels like it's a very hard thing to get to um, – uh, for everybody involved to get to a healthy place of uh, this kid is good at this. Um, we should let this kid excel doing this. Mm-hmm. We should, you know, uh, bring out the best in this person um, without it tipping over into a sort of monomania and forgetting that this is a child, yeah. you know, and that you can damage someone for life if you tie up. If, if, if you get them to tie up all their self-worth in this thing, which yeah. even if you're lucky, extremely lucky, you only get to do for a certain amount of time. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and you might be, man, you might be great at it and make it to the minors of whatever the sport is or go through college and then that's it for you. Or, you know, it could, it could, one wrong turn of your foot can end your career. Right. So fast. And it's really like, I don't know. I, I feel my heart goes out to people who, um, you know, have been have had have placed all their emotional eggs in one basket, yeah, like that. But look, I mean, we're in fucking show business. I was like, just gonna you say, know, it's, we're lucky. Yeah, we're yeah, lucky. Yeah. Like, uh, like for for everyone that doesn't become uh, a gigantic superstar mm-hmm. or. Uh, gets out of the business, you know, when they're 25 because it's not what they thought they were going to be. Right. There's people like us who are like just working in show business. Yeah. You know, who've managed to do it, and it's it's a weirdly almost impossible thing to like just have a going career right. in show business. Yeah. You know, and it's like as as you get older, you can think about like, well, what would I do like if this. Because it is a job where you you find yourself thinking, well, that was probably my last job. I'll probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, no, I have not I, heard anything since last week, so I guess I'm done. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, I think I yeah. You're so many interesting points. I think you're totally right. You make me think of a girl I dated in college who was a soccer player and was gonna get scholarships, and she tore her ACL oh. at a point when that was the end. Yeah, and just everything she worked for all the time suddenly was off the table. And she had to reset her personality. That's crazy. And I think the thing about sports, I mean, we're way off mascots now. We're way into sports. But I think, you know, I've never... I've never thought that an athlete signs for too much money or a team is paying someone too much because they're not going to do it for the bulk of their life. Yeah. Most athletes can't go past... 35, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 40, depending on the sport, obviously. But... Yeah, they're going to get paid at a high level because people love this stuff. They love coming in. They love watching. They love the drama. They also but... have to fight to get that money, too. Yeah. Because uh, I remember talking with a friend of mine who loved baseball until there was a baseball strike. 94? I think it was the 94 strike. Yeah. And that that killed baseball for my friend. Mm, yeah. Um, and on the, at first, I understood where he was coming from. <sighs> Because you think, well, these guys are millionaires and they want more millions. Like, when is enough enough? But then when you think about how much money people are making off of them, yeah, I I, I get that if you are if you're in that situation where you're like, 
man, I don't know how long I can do this. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I have a good idea. It's like when I'm 40, at most, I'm done. Yep. Like, depending on what position I play, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to have lifelong pain, no matter what. <laughs> no matter what, I'm I'm destroying my body. <laughs> I mean, these are two older guys talking about these issues. Yeah. At 19, you're not thinking that. You're no, thinking, I can't no, no, no. wait to buy my sports car and my absolutely, house and all absolutely. Then, like, burn through the money because I'm know, invincible. Yeah, but, like, when you, th- when you think about how much money it costs to go to a baseball game at the cheapest for the cheapest the cheapest seats in Dodger Stadium are st- it's still like 25 bucks something like that yeah i'm even like, thinking like let's go let's go to detroit right where it might be well, that's 15 de- yeah, that's- you know like let's go to a small market <laughs> yeah. even then it's yeah. still yeah absolutely you know yeah. that's not nothing yeah and and this is after they are taking baseball off of television to try to force people to go to the ballpark. That's another thing that killed. And then killed. they're jacking up the fucking price. Yeah. That's another like, thing that killed, that killed baseball for people. Like yeah. Chris, Christina's dad was a lifelong Dodger fan. And then he suddenly went, oh, I can't watch them on yeah. local TV. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I'm out. It's weird for me to think of a kid uh, growing up and not being able to watch their local team. It's insane to it's me. It's bonkers. Yeah. It's it's like the most naked greed that you can imagine. It's horrible. Well, let's stay on this train, Paul, and go to another segment. Hometown Heroes! H-T-H, baby. Paul, you're from Philadelphia. You've yes. brought up a couple of these mascots before. Philadelphia is a great mascot town. There's a bunch. Yeah, and There's I'm going to run them down, and we're going to try to sort of make sense of them, rank them. I do have a little mascot news for you out of Philly, too. Oh, I think I know what this news is. Okay, so uh, RIP, one mascot that is gone is hip-hop. <laughs> Yeah, you almost spit water. I did. Do you, are you familiar with hip hop? I am not. Rest in hip hop was the Sixers mascot. Mm-hmm. It was just a man in a bunny suit. Here he is, photoshopped the into a Nas suit. into a Nas. Oh album cover. no! Yeah, terrible. That's what he looked like. That was him. That's not good. So he was the mascot for the 76ers. Oh shit! You can look I him have, up on I your gotta, device there. Oh my god! Um, but then there was a. I feel like there was a lockout. I read this stuff of before. just hip hop. <laughs> no, I think there was a an NBA lockout, and they said no more. We're not bringing him back after this sort of break. I think that was wise. Yeah. Oh yeah, he sucks. <laughs> so he's gone. But I wanted to bring that up, starting with the Sixers. No, he's got like weird fake muscles. <laughs> yeah, he's so not then, good. Then right after that, um, mm. the Sixers did a mascot search. And their three, they combed the country. Their three candidates were <laughs> Phil E. Moose, uh, what? B. Franklin Dog, and Big oh. Ben. So these are cartoon mock-ups. You can look these up. They're fun to look up. I don't understand the moose. What? I, There's I, nothing Philadelphia about a moose. No. No. Philly Moose. That Ben Franklin is terrifying. Yeah. That. How are you going to do that? Like even just that drawing is bad. The it, dog would have worked. The dog would have worked. Well, yeah. it turns out the dog did work. But that's not what he looks like. It is not what he looks like. The Philadelphia 76ers, a couple of years ago now, introduced Franklin. 
designed by kids for kids. <laughs> I think this I is one of the, that. I had no idea about this. I have more respect for Franklin. Than I me. think Franklin is really cute. Cause I do actually, yeah. you know, I've gone to games with people who have kids and gone with their, the whole family. Yeah. And, and uh, God, the kids just love a mascot yeah. and there's something about it. Cause the kids don't have the attention span for a yeah. hockey game or a baseball game. Forget it. Yeah. But if there's a mascot out there, come on. These kids are going to be into it. So that's Franklin. Franklin. Thank you. Next up is Swoop, the that Eagles is, mascot. Okay, now. There he is. I, He's just a man in an Eagle costume. Here's the thing about Swoop. His name should be Iggy because yeah. the way that Philadelphia people pronounce Eagles is Eagles. Mm-hmm. It's... it's unconscionable to me that his name is not Iggy. I feel like um, just sort of on a, on a local level, I feel like mascots are a conduit for ownership to tell fans, we get you. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yes. I feel like the city kind of probably, I, I think if you did say, yeah, the Eagle's name is Iggy the Eagle, yeah. people would just be like, oh, ha, ha, that's Absolu- us. Yes, they would. Unity. I know they would. Yeah. Also, swoop. It's not really a football term, is it? It's an eagle term. I guess it's an eagle term. Because they swoop down. Why isn't his name Ben? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Why isn't he Benjamin Franklin Eagle the third or whatever? Because Benjamin Franklin wanted the turkey to be the national bird. (laughs) That's true. That's very true. Oh, that would have gotten him back. Yeah. Like, how do you like it? (laughs) Take that, Franklin. How about Baldy? <laughs> that would be fun. It would be fun to call him Baldy. Yeah, it would. Here comes Baldy. Well, it's halftime, so here comes Baldy out to lead everyone in the take me out to the football game. I don't know what happened. There's really, I find football to be the sport that maybe doesn't need a mascot. It just doesn't seem <coughs> like there's a lot to do. Right. The one thing you see on television football mascots doing is just standing under the goalpost when a when a field goal or extra point is kicked. Right. And they're doing a dumb dance. Because they're they're um Oh, they're probably also running out on the field. I guess, you know what? I take it back. There's there is there's some instances of football mascotery that I enjoy. Well, I would also say that there's because there's more action in football mm-hmm. and more figuring out, like there's you know, there's brief moments of action and then <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of talking about the action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But baseball is extremely slow, so there's plenty of time to cut to a mascot roaming the stands and goofing around with people. Well, let's go to baseball because let's next up is the Philly Fanatic. We've already talked about him a little bit. It's an all-timer. And Curveball, Paul, this is the bit of mascot news. Mark, you've tricked me. In, uh, let's see, what's the guy's name? I'm sorry, I'm... I didn't want to be reading <laughs> articles on the show. Uh, the team owner was told by the designer of the Philly Fanatic that for $5,200, this is back in 1977, mm-hmm. the design would cost 5200 for both the costume and the copyright ownership, or 3900 just for the costume, with Harrison and Erickson retaining the copyright. Those are the people who... Uh, designed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owner chose just to buy the costume. And so this year, the creators of the Philly Fanatic are suing 
because the copyright is, I guess, like the deal is expired. Wow. And there's a whole thing that goes back to Jazz Bear of the importance wow. of, oh, hey, I'm the one who developed the Philly Fanatic yeah. dance, and I'm the nobody spilled popcorn all over before me. <laughs> sort of the intellectual property, right? Or, or, or am I thinking of the right word? The intellectual. What am I thinking of? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. all of the stuff that the mascot does. Yeah. Has nothing to do with the costume. So they're in court right now. We're not sure if the Philly fanatic is going to be the Philly fanatic anymore. The creators want to say that he is a free agent, that he can go to another team. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that would break my heart. It would be wrong. Yeah. He's from the Galapagos Islands. Of course he is. And he's the Philly's biggest fan. Yes, that's right. And so he can't go anywhere. He's a large furred lizard. He's great. He's... The Philly fanatic is so funny, legitimately funny. Yeah. I absolutely love him. <laughs> I really do. It, I, feel I really do. It's made baseball and mascots are peanut butter and jelly for me. Yeah. They go together so well. Absolutely. I'm sad. I mean, we're in LA. The Dodgers don't have a mascot. That bums me out. I wish we did. I mean, there is the little Cupid doll kid. There's a there's sort of a a kid with a spit curl or something. That yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. and I'm sure there's. Well, I'm sure I'll talk to a Dodger fan who's all about it. I think, but I, you never see them out on the field dancing around. No, never. I I think that we deserve a mascot, and I think that there's so much, especially because the Dodger name is left over from uh, when they were in Brooklyn. I think that it would be great to design a mascot that has something that that somehow captures uh, a Los Angeles thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I think it would be a cool thing. It would just it's be- hard. It's yeah, hard, It though. is hard. It's a hard one. But- Just make a weird monster and you're good. We're talking about Gritty now. Yeah, we are. Let's move to Gritty. Late in the game, right? This yeah. Is, he's one of the most recent he's mascots. New. He's almost brand new. Yeah. He's seven feet tall. Yeah. Googly eyes, orange yeah. fur. Big smile. The Flyers hockey mascot. He's great. They hadn't had a mascot in ever? I don't remember. I don't, think I don't remember. That, uh, ever having a... Let's see. They had a mascot named Slapshot, but it lasted one season. <laughs> and that, I don't even, it doesn't even say what it was. So I will say this. I think Gritty is great. Gritty is fucking great. <laughs> when Gritty first debuted, they first put pictures out online. People were saying, oh, what a nightmare. Why did I have to see this? This is scarring my eyeballs forever. And I was like, you fucking assholes. <laughs> Can we swear on this? You, <laughs> you, this guy is great. He's fun. This mm -hmm. is first day, Mark. First day. This guy is great and fun. It's hard to come up with a new mascot. He's great. Of He's course, great. you haven't seen it. Like new mascots are very rare. Of course, this is going to be your first reaction because it's the internet and everything. And yes. Like, they're supposed to look like that. And then people embraced him. And I was... But did I say I told you so? Not until now. <laughs> <laughs> great looking mascot. He's great looking and he's funny. He's got bits too. Yeah. Oh, he's got a ton of bits. And he does and he, a lot of local stuff too. Yeah. Like there was some whatever event they were they were trotting him out for and he was in a tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a sign that said, and you know, they have like a way that he communicates, which is almost like a, a internet dog, you know. Uh -huh. where, He's he had the sign that said it pronounced Wooder, W O O D E R, <laughs> and then there's a great gift where he just like tosses it aside and then he shoots a, a confetti gun. <laughs> it's great. He's great. All right, so 
based on the current day situation in Philadelphia, let's rank Philadelphia's mascots. Absolutely. We're, let's start at the bottom and go to the top. The bottom, I got to put Swoop. Yeah, I think Swoop. Maybe, I mean, maybe I haven't seen enough of Swoop, but I know I haven't, but I got to put somebody at the bottom and yeah. it's going to be Swoop. Yeah. Then maybe he's 3B. <laughs> or she, we don't know. Maybe it's, Swoop it's is very, a lady eagle. It's very true. Are lady eagles more fierce than male eagles? Probably. Probably. That happens in the animal kingdom. Yeah, they got to throw up food. I feel like I know who's next. Uh, Franklin. Franklin the yeah. dog. I, lo- I love the detail that he was designed by kids. The I heart behind it is great. It's fantastic. Yeah. It makes me, it absolutely makes me look at that costume in a totally different light, in a, in a yeah. much more welcoming light. And yes. I think he's adorable. Yeah. Good story behind that one. Good story behind that one. Okay. Gritty. Yeah. Gritty. He's great. He's a new guy. Fantastic. He already feels like part of the fabric of the city. Yeah. But man, number one, it's got to be the Philly it's fanatic. It's got to be the Philly fanatic. Got to be. It's an all-time mascot. Yeah, all-time. And what, seeing them together when they do stuff together. Yeah. Oh, it's very it's special. So it's Mark, it's very <laughs> special. It is. Folks, this has been Hometown Heroes. <laughs> We didn't even get into the Philly Fanatics friend group. Oh, <laughs> I don't know that we have time, but we, we do have, have time. time for what I'm calling Japanese mascot game. Here we go. Paul, last year I traveled to Japan. I was lucky enough to meet Chris Carlier, who runs Mondo Mascots yes, on Instagram and Twitter. Such a great account. Chris is, I've talked, I've talked to Chris online. He sent stuff to Freedom. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan. I would dare to say friend of the show. How about there it? There is an episode of this show where I interview him. How about it? So look, we've been talking about very specific sports mascots. Yeah, let's cut the shit. I would like to cut the shit. <laughs> this is a segment called Cut the Shit. shit. <laughs> if you know me, you know I need a segment called Cut the Shit. <laughs> Japanese mascots are just a totally different thing. And if you're not familiar with the Japanese mascot, it's one of the inspirations of me wanting to do this. It's mind-boggling. Because it is another world. Yeah. It is fascinating to me. It's so, another universe. It's two universes on top of each other. <laughs> Paul, here's how the game works. I'm mm-hmm. going to hand you a piece of paper. It has a picture of a Japanese mascot on it. <laughs> I'm so excited. I would like you to take 30 seconds because this is an audio medium that we are doing right now. Yes. But mascots are so inherently visual. Yes. 30 seconds, hair on fire, intensely describe this mascot. Love it. Love it. To the listening audience. I'm moving things out of the okay. way so I can grasp the paper and then more quickly. I do have two. So if you want to do two, we can do two. But I just figured we would do the one and see how it goes. I've not tried this. This is our first episode. Now, this is all I do is describe the mascot. Yeah. Okay. And then when the 30 seconds are over, we're going to try to guess the identity and purpose of this Great. mascot. Now, okay. so people know, in Japanese culture, mm-hmm. there's a mascot for 
absolutely everything. Yeah. Every business has a mascot. Uh, different safety campaigns have mascots. Mm-hmm. Um, grocery stores. In- uh if you know, you, if you listen to the episode where I interview Chris, we go to this store, mm-hmm. and it's the Gunma Province. Mm-hmm. No, that prefecture. That's what prefecture, it's called, right? Yeah. And they have a mascot, and I just couldn't understand what it was about. And then it dawned on me: it's like, oh, this would be like if in Washington D.C. there were fifty different stores that sold fifty different things from all the states, right? And each state had their own mascot, right? But this goes down to like cities, yeah. businesses in the city, parts of cities. Mm-hmm. It is bonkers. And I hope it never stops. I I can't believe I've been following that account for a long time now and have rarely seen the same mascot twice. I don't think you ever will. <laughs> All right, Paul. Yes. Uh, I think this is our winner right here. So I'm going to hand you this piece of paper. Let me get my stopwatch ready. And then you'll have 30 seconds. To describe. I'm very excited. <laughs> this mascot. Are you ready? Yes. Go. All right. This looks to be, he almost looks like a chimney. It's a sort of um, uh, brick fellow with two, uh, it looks like two tall chimneys. Um, and then in the center, he's got a kindly old man face. 15 seconds. He's got a mustache and uh, like a pince nez glasses. There's some writing on the side. Ten. I can't understand what it says. He's got two little hands and little feet, little legs and feet and sandals. Five. And colors. Uh, what color oh, are we oh, talking? Well, like classic brick colors. He's like That's he's, it. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Paul. Take a breath. Okay. Catch 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 your breath. Look over the picture again. Mm-hmm. Just give me a guess. What do you think? Who do you think we're looking at? What do you think they're doing? I'm gonna say I think he is the mascot of a specific region. Uh huh. That is known for chimneys. A region known for chimneys. Yeah. No, Paul. I'm sorry. You're not right. That you're looking at a picture of. <laughs> thank, ha- you, thank you for not saying I was wrong. Uh, you are. You're not fully right, but you're not fully wrong. This is Hansharon. He's the fr- <laughs> well. I should say Hansharon is the friendly old guardian spirit of Japan's first reverberatory furnace <laughs> built in Saga City. <laughs> In 1850 to make steel. <laughs> oh. Now, if you'd like a shot at redemption, I have a second <laughs> yeah, Japanese mascot. <laughs> so remember, 30 seconds to describe what you're looking at. Colors, textures, facial expressions, features, all of that stuff. Okay? Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Your time starts. Now, I'll reset it. All right. Go. This is like a white blob. Um, he's got two big eyes and looks like a chicken beak um, and two red red spots on his cheeks. Um, yeah, 20 he has, seconds. He has sort of uh, what looks like gummy worm arms that are red and sort of sparkly. They look like they have sugar on them. And then he has little white legs with uh, with green boots, bright 10 green seconds. boots. And he's got a backwards baseball cap on. <laughs> Five. Um, all right. Uh, and the texture is very, he's very smooth. He looks like sort of a cloud almost. That's time. All right. All right, Paul, catch your breath. Yeah. One more look. This guy is like. Who do you think we're looking at? Man, oh, man. Here's the thing that I remember about Japanese mascots. Mm-hmm. They are often weird combinations of things. You're right. They are. 
I think this guy's a chicken and a cloud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't explain his arms or his hat. But I think he's a chicken in a cloud. And I think he is to remind people of chicken safety. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You're not correct. What? That's not correct. This is a picture of Hatton, a spilled bowl of soup. <laughs> he's the mascot for Tomei <laughs> City, Japan. Spilled bowl of soup. Why, Why is there a city mascot spilled bowl of soup? Their mascot is a mistake. Are they known for spilling soup? In I don't region? know. Are they earthquake prone? Oh, my God. Folks, this has been the Japanese mascot <laughs> game. Our thanks to Chris at Mondo Mascots for just providing the oh. world with delights. Man, oh, man. Paul, what would your personal mascot look like? Oh man. I mean I don't know if we've discussed this. We haven't. But you know, I feel like I my name does not fit me. We have talked about this. Yeah. Would you say Daryl? Daryl. <laughs> I know it's not Daryl. It's not Daryl. It's like it's absolutely not Daryl. It's absolutely if not it's Darryl. not Paul, Daryl's <laughs> if way. It, if it ain't Paul, there ain't no way it's Daryl. <laughs> I think that my name should be Dennis J. Peacock. And so my mascot, the Paul F. Chunkman's mascot, would be Dennis J. Peacock. Sure. And it would be an extremely dressed up peacock. Mm-hmm. To, the mean, ni- to the nines or to the tens? Oh, to the tens. We're talking, we're talking. To the 10.5s? We're, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I still want regular people to enjoy him. Um, this, is, this is a peacock wearing, uh, I'm going to say, a black tailcoat with a white tie and white vest, white tuck shirt, of course. Definitely a top hat mm-hmm. with an additional peacock feather coming oh, out of the hat band. I love it. He's got little black shoes with spats, mm-hmm. a la Mr. Peanut. Yeah. He doesn't have a monocle. I'm going to say he has, I'm going to say he has pince-nez, like our old friend, the spirit of the refurbatory. Hancheron. Hancheron. <laughs> I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Oh, and uh, white gloves. Sure. Yeah. Oh, he has hands. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. He has arms and hands. Yeah. Well, folks, if you want to, if you're, if you, if you have artistic flair and you want to draw up Dennis J. Peacock, Dennis J. Peacock. What's the J stand for? Just fabulous. <laughs> it's always even the F in there too. <laughs> secret F. Who doesn't love a secret F? Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh Paul, we're we're wrapping up here. Mark, this, this has been is, an absolute delight. Look, I am delighted as well. We're off with a bang. Um I'd like to give you an opportunity to do some plugs, but for every plug that you do for yourself, I'd like you to do a plug for someone else too. A thing that you like, hmm. a person that you think people should check out, a like show, this. a like song, like a movie, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can also choose to say, I don't have any plugs. But if I know you, there's a plug. I'm going to combine my plugs. Got it. And say, you can see me briefly in the second season of a show that I dearly love, uh, The the Dearly Departed, um, uh, Lodge 49. 
Okay. This is a terrific show that ran for two seasons on AMC. They did not pick it up for a third season. It did not find a home anywhere else. But I think right now, as of this recording, you can find it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And it's a terrific show that I think did not get enough love. And it was a thrill for me to uh, essentially do a cameo in one episode. Got it. I love it. I love you. Paul, I love you too. I want to thank Earwolf. I want to thank Stitcher Premiums. And I want to thank my guest, Paul F. Tompkins. Paul, I don't have a way to get out of this thing. We're at the end. We all go out the same way eventually. Through a fur costume. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) 